1: I mean, that was in the weeds of waves.
0: It was in the weeds of the waves.
1: <laughs> I believe that's that's called uh, seaweed. But... um <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hey, science pals. Welcome back to another Random Theory podcast. I'm Grace.
1: And I'm Josh.
0: And together we make up the Random Theory podcast.
1: Nice. That was a good one. I liked that yeah. one
0: this is the random theory podcast welcome we do weird things here it's fine
1: we do there you go we do weird things here yeah
0: should we hop into some ratings and reviews
1: i think we shall we're firing right in today Um, firing
0: right in we got a lot to talk about
1: got a lot to talk about and not a lot of time so we're firing in
0: (laughs) firing in all right josh what you got what you got
1: all right so I'm, i'm i've got the email i got an email pulled up this is a response to something we said in a a podcast recently
0: oh no that makes me nervous
1: uh <laughs> I believe it was from the music podcast where we talked about opera
0: oh okay
1: so okay I'll just I'll just I'll just read the email we'll go over okay. it here so this is coming from Seamus hi
0: Seamus
1: they said hey Grace and Josh on the on the latest episode Grace said she was worried about not understanding opera since it's typically not in English." You should be happy to know that the Metropolitan Opera has small screens on the back of the seats that provide real-time subtitles in multiple languages. Oh. Keep up the good work, Seamus OGRT, with the test tube and some other scientific-looking instrument.
0: Seamus, you are changing people's lives <laughs> Dude, that <laughs> with That is information.
1: Yeah, that is like next level i i'm interested in that how does that work i
0: I don't know but i feel like i gotta go to an opera now just to see it
1: yeah that is really cool though real-time subtitles wow i'm
0: really all about
1: it thank you seamus for that email that is so cool yeah thanks seamus what do you got on the apple podcast side of things
0: from apple podcast we have barrels all day
1: okay okay
0: and it will make sense once you uh, hear what the topic for today is and what they wanted to know about. They titled it Costa Rica. Hey, Josh or Grace, I'm Levi and I live in Costa Rica and I love this podcast. I would love an episode on tropical animals like the Jesus Christ lizard that can run on water or how waves can form. Okay. Well, 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 barrels all day, Levi. <laughs> We're talking about waves today so that you can get barreled (laughs) by a a wave. wave. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, the lizard also sounds very interesting. So we might have to stick that on a future. It does. I can
0: give you a quick little synopsis right now because I actually have looked into it just because I'm a nerd and I looked into it on the side um, before this podcast. This is like archived grace brain information.
1: Oh, this is just from this. This is just you.
0: Yeah, this is just straight grace knowledge.
1: <laughs> a, bo- a bonus podcast within a podcast right here. Yeah,
0: basically. So with that lizard, uh, it can walk on water because it does not break surface tension. It can only oh, do wow. it for a very short period of time. It can only do it across like a river or a pond. And it moves so quickly and distributes it- its weight so it does not break surface tension. And that's so the only way that it's able to do it. It moves so fast.
1: Oh, okay, it's like the kid in The Incredibles
0: yes it dash okay so the way it, it moves its weight it never breaks surface tension essentially where that's you cool. and i if we like put our foot on top of the water uh yeah. we we go through and the water engulfs us but yeah. like you can play with the surface tension of the water just by putting your foot on the top of the water and like touching it and you can watch it because it'll like teeter around your foot before it like completely curves over the top of your foot and that's that's the surface tension of the water
1: yeah that's so fascinating that, there's that <laughs> Do, uh, uh, amazing uh, Who th- who who knew we were getting a bonus pod Right at the beginning of, of this pod Yeah, I don't know I love yeah. weird things like that That's awesome Levi, thanks for the uh, rating and review If you want to write us Or have an idea Make sure to jump over to Apple Podcasts And leave a rating and review It really helps us out um, Or you can send us an email At randomtheorypod at gmail.com And we'll also read that here so should we get into waves
0: we shall there are many types of waves that flow across the ocean from small ripples to huge walls of water that are 30 meters high from the peak of it to the trough yeah so if you're curious about what 30 meters looks like the statue of liberty is 40 meters
1: okay okay
0: but yeah, so imagine a little shorter, basically to the top of the Statue of Liberty's crown is 30 meters.
1: That's a lot.
0: That's, that's a lot. So imagine <laughs> a, and it's not just like standing there, like this is a wall of water yeah. with active energy moving through it that is 30 meters high.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that's what makes it terrifying to me is that this thing is moving.
0: And I'm going to tell you how after this break. Waves are mainly caused by wind, and if unimpaired, can travel for thousands of kilometers across the ocean. So waves occur when the force of the wind blows over the surface of water, transferring its energy and causing the water to move in a circular motion. And the rise and fall of water molecules creates a wave that moves in the direction of the wind. And the wave transports energy, not water. That is very, very important. Yeah. It is the energy that is moving through the wave. Like the water is not moving with it. The water very much goes like up and down. So an analogy is when a crowd of people in a stadium do the wave. The people stay in the same location. So the water molecules are staying in the same location. But the wave they create travels around the arena.
1: Yeah. I guess that's why why they call it the wave. Yeah. Um, because it's
0: quite literally a wave yeah the ocean is never still so whether you're observing it from the beach or a boat we expect to see waves on the horizon and waves are created by energy passing through the water like we talked about before and they have the potential to this is the crazy part they have the potential to travel across the entire ocean basin uninterrupted
1: yeah that is pretty wild
0: uninterrupted so wind-driven waves or surface waves are created by the friction between the wind and surface water as wind blows across the surface of the ocean or a lake even uh, the continual disturbances creates a wave crest and these types of waves are found globally across open oceans and along the
1: coast right okay
0: more potentially hazardous waves can be caused by severe weather like a hurricane this is an interesting uh little fun fact for you all because a hurricane's low pressure system is so low inside a hurricane they have found that the water actually bulges at the eye of a hurricane like it sucks up the water and creates a bulge in the ocean
1: whoa yeah that is wild
0: so strong winds and pressure from these types of severe storms cause storm surge. That's why you get so much water that gets pushed inshore because there's so much water coming with this hurricane. And a series of long waves uh, are created far from shore in deeper water and intensify as they move closer to land. Yeah. There is a reason they intensify closer to land that we're going to talk about. Other hazardous waves can be caused by underwater disturbances that displace large amounts of water quickly, like earthquakes, landslides, volcanic eruptions, and these longer waves created by this are tsunamis. I've heard of them. Storm surge and tsunamis are not the type of waves you imagine crashing down on the shore. These waves roll upon the shore like a massive sea level rise and can reach far distances inland, like Farther than you can ever imagine.
1: I feel like that's the big thing of like, you know, people think about, I guess, like the comic or the, you know, fantasy version of the tidal wave is like this massive breaking wave over the, you know, like the beach or whatever. It's like this huge wave, but that's not really what it is. Like it's yeah. just, it's just all of a sudden the sea level rises hundreds of feet and inland
0: yeah it's crazy yeah which is terrifying it's absolutely
1: (laughs) dude those videos like i mean they come out every year now pretty much yeah but there were the ones last year where people videoing um i want to say it was you know it was some harbor or whatever in florida Mm -hmm. when the uh, when the hurricane when you're talking about when it sucks it in and bulges in the center of it yeah So all the water was just gone. And then fast forward like a day and that whole harbor place was like underwater.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. It goes from pulling... It literally sucks the water in and then like spits it back out 10 times worse. Yeah,
1: it's crazy.
0: Now, the gravitational pull of the sun and moon on the earth also causes waves. And these waves are tides. And in other words, they are tidal waves. And it is a common misconception that a tidal wave is also a tsunami
1: oh so the
0: cause of tsunamis are not related to tide information at all but can occur in any tidal state
1: right okay
0: so when you see the water get pulled out or you see it come back in with the tides like it's not a tsunami it's just tidal waves coming in and out Just,
1: just just tides
0: now, if you're curious about why waves break, which is when they get all foamy and you hear that. So as the wave reaches the shore, the shallow floor begins to run into their base. So remember how we were talking about the, w- the water was circulating. It's moving. It's circling. It's circling. It's circling. Well, think about it. As that circle gets bigger and bigger with more energy, when it runs into the bottom, the wave has to stand up. So the pitch... It's then pitched forward before eventually breaking. So that's when it starts to get taller. So you get this circle and now you're running into the floor and it now turns into an oval because that water and energy has to go somewhere. And that's where you get that really high break and the height of
1: the wave. Yeah.
0: So the height of the wave is determined by the wind strength, the length of time it blows in its fetch, which is the distance it travels over the water. That's so fetch.
1: That's fetch, man.
0: (laughs) Oceanographers measure wave height using a term called significant wave height, which is the average height of the largest 33% of waves in the region of the ocean at the time. Okay. So let's talk about waves. And wind, we're gonna do a little bit of math. So, wind is blowing for an hour at a speed of 55.6 kilometers per hour. And this is over a stretch of water that's a thousand kilometers wide. This would generate waves with a significant wave height of 0.7 meters. But if this blew for 48 hours, so it was only doing an hour at that one point and it was 0.7 meters high. But if it blew for 48 hours, the wave's crest would increase to 10.5 meters, Ooh. which is about twice the height of a double-decker bus.
1: Yeah, you don't want that.
0: So 34-foot waves.
1: 34-foot, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's a big wave. You don't want that wave coming at you.
0: So those would be 34.5 miles per hour wind speed.
1: That's some heavy wind. But not, heavy wind. I, I mean, it's heavy wind, not but not for I, the ocean. Yeah, I feel like that's not. I thought it'd be faster than that, but
0: so that wind that was blowing for just an hour, yeah, that point seven converts to only a two foot wave.
1: Okay. But with not consistent
0: bad. wind, that's like thirty four miles an hour for forty eight hours, you end up with thirty four foot wave.
1: Right, which like is crazy because, like we were saying, like that is not that crazy of wind.
0: Like, can you imagine like a five foot wave is something that I'm
1: like, holy smokies,
0: that's crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, you're even a two foot wave.
1: Like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's it's you're thinking like, oh, a five foot wave, and somebody's like, well, I'm taller than that. That's not that bad. But it's like it is water moving at you.
0: Yeah, with force and energy. It's not just like this little blob of whatever it's like breaking on you yeah, it's yeah, moving yeah. with energy it's 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 a lot
1: it also weighs a ton like a lot not not an actual ton. I'm using that as a figure of speech
0: It weighs uh, a lot though
1: it weighs a lot,
0: so occasionally waves merge to form one that is far higher than those surrounding it, and those rogue waves were once thought to be fictional or vanishingly rare however through better monitoring of our sea we now know that these freak waves are surprisingly common and the complex forces that give rise to them are now better understood and this is raising the possibility of rogue wave forecasting in the future so this is basically like we call them like a double up wave essentially And some research suggests that extreme waves are becoming more likely as a result of climate change due to an increase in storms and melting of polar ice. Great. Okay. So then this left me curious. So now that we know that waves are driven by wind and that they break when they hit the shore or when the base of them becomes basically knocked out and that energy has to go somewhere so it goes up. This made me curious. Where are the biggest waves in the world and why?
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: We're going to Portugal.
1: Oh, Portugal.
0: Nazar, Portugal. Okay. On the coastline outside of Nazar lies the beach break, Paria do Norte.
1: Okay. During <laughs> okay. small
0: swells, this break beach produces shallow barreling waves, but with large lows arriving from September to March, it's only a matter of time before Nazar starts to produce gigantic
1: surfable waves. Okay. Okay.
0: So, prime surfing season is September to March there. Wait till I tell you how March. big these waves are. Okay. The oceanography around Praia do Norte is very unique with the large Nazar North Canyon. This place is in the middle of a canyon, an underwater canyon.
1: Okay. An ocean canyon.
0: An ocean canyon.
1: That yeah. funnels
0: incoming swell into the amazing big wave spot, placing it firmly as one of the big biggest waves in the world.
1: Okay, what are we talking?
0: So all the magic comes together in 2022 for Sebastian Stuthner, who broke the world record for the largest wave ever surfed at a whopping 26.21 meters or 86 feet high. This man surfed a wave that was 86 feet high what it's the biggest wave that's ever been surfed i don't know how you do that
1: how do you even uh how How? do you
0: surf a wave that big
1: 86 feet
0: 86 feet
1: how do you even stay on that like but like
0: it's not even that like yeah it's 86 feet like someone's probably like ooh, it's not that bad have you you gotta look at the videos the force of these guys the force of these giant waves is blowing everything out of the way
1: yeah i do that's what that's that's the scary thing is like that is a giant that is an 86 foot tall giant mass of water that you're just putting yourself in front of
0: (laughs) yeah in quite literally in. in
1: yeah yeah you're in that's so wild. The,
0: the Portuguese town of Nazar can deliver 100-foot waves.
1: Okay, wow.
0: And the Nazar Canyon helps it do that. So first, we need to talk about all the things here that help it do its thing. So first, it's important to highlight the most common swell direction in the region. It's west... And northwest. That's where okay. the swell comes from. And okay. the prevailing winds blow from the northwest and southwest with the later associated with atmospheric depression. So anytime there's some weather, it changes directions and it comes from the southwest. Very typical. Okay. Very normal. Yeah. Now, it's positioned in an east-west orientation. And the headland interferes with the winds and dramatically influences the sea's dynamic conditions near the beach, which is important. Yeah. So the Nazar Canyon is the largest underwater canyon in Europe and one of the largest in the world. An underwater canyon. Yeah. So it's located 100 kilometers north of Lisbon with a direction um, basically facing it northeast and southwest. Yeah. So the canyon head is located very close to the shore. It reaches... 20 meters in depth with only a few meters away from the beach so quite literally like it's right there like the canyon drop-off is like there
1: dude that's scary
0: this isn't a beach this is not a beach this is not a beach you take your family to this is a canyon that drops you to the depths of the ocean
1: oh my gosh
0: the large submarine valley leads to the iberian abyssal plain Which is located around 210 kilometers off the Nazari Coast at a water depth of 5,000 meters. What is 5,000 meters in feet? Oh, my gosh. 16,404 feet. Whoa. 16,000 feet.
1: That's a long way down.
0: 16,400 feet. Yeah. Quite literally, it's called the abyssal plain. It's the abyss.
1: Yeah. You are in in the the abyss. The abyss. That that is wild.
0: So, how and why do these giant waves suddenly arrive at the beach break? Okay. There's a swell refraction of the wave, which is the difference in the depths between the continental shelf and the canyon, changing the swell speed and direction. Mm. And due to the difference between the depths of the continental shelf and the submarine canyon, it leads to a change in its direction and speed, like quickly. Because like not only do you have this canyon right there, but you also have a continental shelf. So you have two massive areas where the water can circulate and swell. And then all of a sudden it runs into something. So that wave has to stand right up. Yeah. Because that energy has to go somewhere.
1: Right. That makes sense.
0: And then you have the overtopping in topical graphic barrier. So that steep steep vertical variation. So this is the abrupt depth reduction that allows the wave size to build gradually, like I just talked about. Yeah. Then this leads to the shoaling effect of the wave. And this is the reduction of the wavelength and increasing the wave height. So if you reduce the wavelength, the height of it has to increase. Yeah. And this effect occurs gradually with the approach of the wave to the shore. Okay. And then you have the interference between the wave traveling from the canyon And the wave propagating across the northern continental shelf. And this effect promotes a new increase in wave height at the intersection of the two wave fronts.
1: Hmm. What's next?
0: So now that the waves have traveled all this distance over these continental shelves and this big giant abyssal canyon, Hmm. how do they arrive at the beach break? So a few miles off that coast, there's a drastic difference between the depth of the continental shelf and the canyon, like we talked about before. And as the swell heads ashore, it quickly amplifies where the two uh, variables meet, causing the formation of those big waves. And then the water current is channeled along the shore because there's always changing directions. And a lot of this helps increase the height of the wave if done correctly. Right. This is why there are three world records at this beach and with these waves. Um, Three Guinness World Records for the largest waves ever surfed by a male surfer, a female surfer, and a kite surfer. Oh, wow. In conclusion, in normal people terms, the difference in depth increases wave height and the canyon increases the convergences of the swells, meaning that the wave from the canyon and the wave from the continental shelf meet and form that super big one, like we talked about earlier with that rare like okay. meeting of the waves.
1: Right. Okay.
0: And then you have the local water current that helps shape the world's biggest wave that's ever existed.
1: I mean that was in the weeds of waves.
0: It was in the weeds of the waves.
1: <laughs> I believe that's that's called uh seaweed. But um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean base a lot of different factors come together, right, to make mm-hmm these big waves but it's yeah different differing heights of the terrain and currents all kind of shape and moving
0: energy because the energy's got to go somewhere to do something
1: yeah yeah oh it's got to go somewhere
0: but yeah all these perfect things have to come together like the perfect wind speed the perfect direction all of this has to come into the equation and then at nazar as at nazar it greets you with everything you could ever imagine. I feel like I have to go see these waves.
1: Yeah, I like I kind of want to go, you know, from a safe distance <laughs> and just and just observe the wave. Like uh, you
0: guys have got to get on YouTube and look at some of this big wave surfing cuz it is Yeah. quite literally the most absurd thing you will ever see.
1: I um a couple I mean many years ago, my family went to Hawaii and mm-hmm. we went to like the north shore beach i think yeah 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 and there were some i was shocked by the waves that people were surfing there like and i think that is where a lot of surfing competitions happen mm-hmm. um uh, but yeah i can't even imagine some of these waves like that no. i mean that world record wave of what was it like 90, 86 feet or something like that 86 feet been or something surfed? yeah that is insane
0: that's wild and, to me
1: Uh, terrifying to me i'm 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 not like the most ocean oriented person so (laughs) uh yeah i i'm I'm definitely all of this is just like yeah another
0: reason to stay out of the ocean yeah i'm like (laughs) oh
1: yeah look at all these all these variables that could just create a massive wave to swallow me up great
0: listen i am a daredevil but when it comes to waves i'll play in the waves at the ocean But when it comes to waves and water, if you hit water wrong, it's like hitting a brick wall. Well, quite literally. Sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: So I can only imagine falling into the wave like of this size, the force, the speed. Because like when that water comes crashing down, like so many big wave surfers are like, you have to be trained on how to hold your breath. Because not only does the wave throw you into the water, but it washes you and tumbles you like you're in a washing machine. Yeah. And you just got to ride it out and hope you swim up.
1: You're being like hit by hundreds or thousands of pounds of water in a second. You know, like it's just, yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. So crazy.
0: That's waves. That is your pod for the day. I feel waves. like I'm going to go sit on YouTube and watch some big wave surfing now. because I mean, yeah, obsessed.
1: Yeah, I got to. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to look up this this guy surfing this big wave because yeah. that seems insane and I, I got to see it. So guys, All leave right. us
0: a rating and review. Let us know what you yes. think of the pod. Uh, if you have a podcast idea that you want us to research for you, leave it in a rating and review or send us an email yeah. at
1: random at gmail dot com.
0: And we will get it on the list. Uh, Thank you so much to Levi for today and this awesome, in the weeds, yet also really awesome understanding of waves because i mean everyone's going to be going to the beach and stuff for the summer so now you'll know you'll be able to look at your family and be like i can tell you how these waves form let me let me tell you (laughs)
1: let me tell you about these waves mom and dad let me tell you it's great all right science
0: pals we will see you next week where we have another awesome podcast stay curious try something new and stay random
1: bye everyone bye